Sweetheart. Our prayer, shall we pray? Father in heaven, we count it a privilege again to be here this morning. I ask that you bless us, guide us, use us. Convict us with your Holy Spirit to know you more fully. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you take your Bibles and go back to John 17, verse 3. John 17, verse 3. I'm reading from the King James Version, whatever version you're reading from, follow. John 17, 3, and my little heading here says, Jesus prays for himself. And this is life eternal. Life eternal. Do you want eternal life? We are craving and seeking and desiring eternal life. And Jesus says, and this is life, this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. As Bruce was talking about, we have a great missionary work here. We have a great missionary work all over the world. But we have a great missionary work here in London, Laurel County, Jackson County, Whitley County, Knox County. It's here. Eastern Kentucky. You know, I've got a friend, and I talk to him at least twice a week from Harlan. He is a retired teacher. And he said, Steve, you wouldn't believe it up here. He said, have you ever seen the movie The Walking Dead? And I said, you know, I really haven't. And he said, that's where all these zombies are. He said, that's exactly what Harlan's like now. He said, everybody's on drugs. Everybody's on meth. And he says, they make so many arrests. The jails are so small, they just turn them loose. He said, it's devastated up here. That's why there is such an important work of spreading this message. And this is life eternal. That's what the people in the mountains need to know. This is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Jesus said that eternal life is knowing God. And that's including knowing the Son. Jesus did not mean that eternal life is just knowing God. It's knowing God on a personal level. I know about God, but do I really know Him personally? In the Scriptures, knowledge about God comes through experience. Have you experienced Christ in your life? Have you experienced the working of God in your life today? We can come to know God in a much fuller sense when we experience Him in our lives. And brothers and sisters, each one of us need a new experience with Jesus Christ. We'll never be satisfied just to know about God. We can know all the facts. We can know all the figures. You know, one of my favorite figures in history was David Crockett. And when I was a little boy, like I said, I know facts and figures, this, 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 and this. But you know what? I don't know him personally. We can know all the facts and figures about Christ. We can know the state of the dead. We can know all these things. We can throw it out by road and know it perfectly. But if we do not know the one personally that gave us this message, what good is it? As Brother Ralph has always said, we can know about God, but we've got to know Him personally. We have to know Him individually in our lives throughout scriptures 
God took the initiative. Notice, it's always God doing the initiative to reveal Himself to His people by experience. It wasn't us seeking out God. He came seeking us. The shepherd went out looking for the what? The lost lamb. We were that lost lamb. <coughs> Humanity is that lost lamb. And He's actively, He initiates it going out. You know, think about this. Frequently, when God revealed Himself to a person, that person that had the experience that God revealed Himself to gave God a new name or described Him in a different way. Now, for the Hebrew mind, a person's name <coughs> represented his character or it described his nature. That's why frequently we see new names or new titles used for God following an event in the Bible that a character experienced. To know God by name required a personal experience of the presence of God. God intervened in their life. Biblical names, biblical titles, and descriptions of God identify how the men and women of the Bible personally came to know God. This morning, do we personally know God? Is Jesus the great lover of our souls? Is Jesus first and foremost and paramount the most important thing in our lives? Do we love Jesus so much that we're willing to live for Him and if need be, die for Him? Are we? Do we love Jesus so much that we are willing to take time and visit the mountains and hand out tracts, see their needs, work with the people there, share with them? That's what Jesus did. And if we're to be like Christ, we are to be like Him. And He went out. He initiated it. He didn't wait for them to come to Him. He initiated it. The Scripture is a record of God's revelation of Himself to man. It's like we were talking about in Sabbath school this morning. History. I like what Doug Batchelor says. That's just a word saying his story. It's about Jesus. It's about God intervening in our lives. Now, why? That's why Bible study is so paramount. It's so vital. It's so necessary for us to be studying daily in the Word so we can have this encounter and know Jesus more than just facts and figures, but know Him personally as someone who will come into our lives. Each of the names for God is a part of that revelation. For instance, we can think back in Genesis 22. God was in the process of developing Abram's character to be the father of a great nation. God put Abram's faith and obedience to test by asking him to sacrifice his son, the son of promise, his only son. At that time, the one of promise, Isaac. What have we been asked to sacrifice that great in our lives? This brought Abraham to a crisis of belief. He had to decide what he really believed about God. Up until this time, Abraham had known God only as God Almighty. For God had provided him a son, and when him and Sarah was way past childbearing age, God provided 
a son. And he called him God Almighty. Now, God was requiring Abraham to walk with him by faith. Are we walking by faith? On the way up to the mountain, to the place where the sacrifice was. Isaac said, Father, fire we have, have this. But where's the sacrifice? Where's the lamb? Can you imagine what Abraham might have felt at that moment? Knowing that Isaac was the sacrifice? Well, Abraham had to make an adjustment in his life. And he acted on his belief that God would be the provider. Bobby Jenny. God was the provider. Abraham obeyed God. And when God saw Abraham's faith, and when God saw Abraham's obedience, He stopped Abraham (coughs) from sacrificing Isaac, and God Himself provided a ram. Now notice, Abraham had just had this great encounter with God. And his understanding of God got bigger. Abraham named that place after the God he had come to know had just did something for him. And he named the place the Lord will provide. He gave God a new name because he had a new experience with God. God was almighty. But now God will provide an experience Gave God a new name. And this is the name we first see in this place. Abraham came to an intimate knowledge of God that through experience, God would be his provider. Is God our provider today? Do we look upon God as God our provider? The Lord will provide. The Lord Almighty. The Lord my Savior. The Lord my great love. The Lord my Redeemer. We need to have a deeper relationship than what we've ever had with God. Just accepting Him and and, and going on. We need to accept Him and crave and desire Him each and every day more and more and have a deeper and fuller and richer experience with Him. This is how we come to know God much more and more fully. We know God more as we experience God. God reveals Himself to us through our experience when He works in our life. When we allow Him to work in our life. Just think. We can have a much deeper and fuller experience if we would just surrender and allow Him to work in our life. Remember, He's the one always on the initiative coming for us. We can know God as a provider as we read the story of Abraham. But we really come to know God as a provider when we experiencing Him providing for something In our lives, our needs, physical, spiritual, mental, (coughs) maybe financial. What God can do in our life. Another experience in the Bible reveals God's name is the Lord is my banner. Remember that story? Joshua and the Israelites were fighting the Amalekites. Moses was overseeing the battle from a nearby mountain. And as long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were victorious. 
But when he became tired and his hands began to go down, they began to lose. And so what happened? Two men held up Moses' hands and they prevailed. God defeated the Amalekites through Israel that day. And Moses built an altar and gave it the name, The Lord is my banner. A banner is like a standard. That's what we call in the Marines. A standard is a flag that goes out in front of an army or a tribe or a nation to indicate whom it represents. The Lord is my banner says, we are God's people. He is our God. Moses' uplifted hands gave constant glory to God, indicating that the battle was His and Israel was His and He was doing the fighting. He was doing the battle for Israel. Israel came to know God in a better way that day as they realized anew that we are God's people. The Lord is our banner. He moves before us. He gives us strength. He gives us victory. Are we allowing God to move before us? Are we allowing Him to work in our lives that He will move before us and give us victory in our lives? In our church? Are we going to allow God to move before us to where we could get out and reach out and witness to people in our counties and surrounding counties? God. Moses also had an encounter with God where God revealed another personal name. Remember the burning bush? When God said, I am who I am, He was saying, I am the eternal one. I will be what I will be. I am all powerful. He was saying, I am everything you will ever need. Just think, we have a God that says, I am everything that you will ever need. During the next 40 years, Moses came to know God by experience as Yahweh, the great I am. God was everything that Moses and Israel needed. You know, God reveals Himself in purpose. He created you and me for a love relationship with Him. When He reveals Himself to you, He's allowing you to come to know Him by experience. Sometimes that revelation is an expression of God's love for you. Go with me to John 14, 21. John 14, 21. He wants us to know Him, to love Him. He wants his experience. And this is what he says in John 14, 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest, make myself known unto them by an experience. If we have this love relationship with Jesus, we will come to know God through this great experience. He's worked in and through and around our lives. For instance, you cannot know God as the great comforter in sorrows unless you've experienced His comfort during the time of sorrow. You come to know God when He reveals Himself to you, when we allow 
Him to reveal Himself to us. You come to know Him as we experience Him. Because the Hebrew name described a person's character or nature, the name was clearly associated with the person and His presence. Thus, to call on one's name was to seek His presence. When we call on God's name, we are wanting Him to come to us. God's name is majestic. God's name is awesome. God's name is worthy of praise. And acknowledging God's name amounts to recognizing God for just who He is. He's our Creator. He's our Redeemer. He's our Lover. He's our Savior. Calling on God's name indicates we are seeking His presence. And He comes running. Remember the lost lamb? He went out searching. I remember at night when our boys were real tiny and one would cry out in the night. Mother was up running before I could even roll over. And I remember one night I said, I will get him. And the first night Jared said, Mama. She sat up and said, He's calling for me. I'm going. She wouldn't even let me touch him that night because he said, Mama. That's the way Jesus is with us. God is with us. When we cry out to God for help, He comes running. Praising His name is praising Him. God's names in Scripture can become a call to worship for us. Go with me to Psalm 89. We're almost through. Psalm 89. Psalm 89, 15 and 16. Psalm 89, 15 and 16, it says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of Thy countenance. (coughs) In Thy name they shall rejoice all the day. (coughs) And in Thy righteousness shall they be exalted. Watch for times to worship God through His name. To focus your attention on His name is to focus your attention upon Him. His name represents His presence. To worship God is to reverence and honor God. To acknowledge Him worthy of our praise. Father in heaven, we thank You for this message of hope that You give us through Your Word. Bless us and may we never be far from Your presence. May we always have the precious name. Jesus upon our lips. We want a fresh, a new encounter with you. Bless us and may we represent Christ to those to whom we come into contact with. This is our prayer and this is our hope. We ask it in Jesus' most wonderful, soon coming, holy, loving name. Amen.